0: What is going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Mind Body Future. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um How are you doing? It's it's getting weird again. Uh really interesting times to say the least. Um but beyond that, I hope you are doing well. Hope things are um going in a somewhat positive direction. This week um, features a very, very good friend of mine. Um, He's actually somewhat responsible for my uh, journey with mindfulness, actually. Um, He's one of those kind of right place, right time type situations. And uh, he pointed me to a couple books And which we talk about in this episode, and um, yeah, really has helped guided me uh, on my journey. So, guest today is Greg Downey. He's an international DJ, artist, and label head, and he is, uh, like I said, a very good friend of mine, and so on point with um, mindfulness and everything and uh just such a funny guy so uh, i'm gonna stop talking now i want you to just uh, relax and listen to this absolutely raw and hilarious conversation with my good friend greg downey
1: oh all right everyone
0: uh sitting here with a very good friend of mine and someone who um i would consider an equal when it comes to mindfulness um actually I do have to give you a thank you, but first, I'll just finish giving you a stupid little intro. Uh, <laughs> uh, my friend, Greg Downey, um, but yeah, I want to say thank you, Greg, for uh, helping me kind of really get on the path. I think you were the one that pointed me towards, um, you definitely pointed me towards um what is it? Turning pro and the War of Arts, and then also I think did you point me to a New Earth as well by Eckhart Tolle? I think,
2: yeah, I think I could have possibly done that because that was one of the books. That was yeah. one of the standout books, along with yeah. those two. Which, I mean, yeah. I've read a lot of books over the years, but I find that that oh. um, that New Earth had like a real. It's kind of yeah. timeless, but it's like some of these books. It can be quite in depth. That one's in depth, but you get it quickly. Like it, it's an instant yeah. sort of, you know, it resonates straight away. Where sometimes there's various books yeah. you read and you might get bits and bobs from it, but that book has so got to reread much it and stuff. Inst- yeah. It's I exactly. I don't know, I instantly felt it whenever I read it.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. So, I mean, that was six years ago. How crazy is that? <laughs> Fucking, I, mean, I know. That is insane. I know. <laughs>
2: it's mad that you know Man. i think back i remember actually remember where i was having those conversations with you and i look back in the last six years everything that's gone on and just just go holy shit yeah <laughs> so uh, like <laughs> life, life's a, life is definitely a life's a roller coaster and especially yeah being full fo- being full time in the music industry is an extra roller coaster in itself
0: yeah, it's, uh, we've definitely come through some shit. Um, not necessarily together, but like at the same time and like Ben just, yeah, I talked to him. Yeah. Basically for all the listeners, Greg and I like, we talk and talk almost, almost every day. And, um, it's either talking shit to each other or talking about enlightenment, which, uh, <laughs> I think perfectly sums us up. Um, but the funny, the, the, the funny foot, thing is yeah. when
2: people would meet you or whatever and they know you're like one of the lads or like we're all, we are yeah. we are one of the lads, we have fun or whatever, like a lot of people wouldn't see behind behind that, you know, like there's more. We actually mm. might, well, I like to say we have a bit of substance, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might be full of it, but uh, I don't know if we have it.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the two.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's, we actually became friends fairly quickly, uh, through another friend. But, um, it's interesting how I said this to you before, but like you and I are like way closer than I was with him. Um, and that's just, it's funny that like, I'd like almost never hung out with you or even seen you in person (laughs) and we became like decent friends. And then here we are now we, uh, have slept in the same bed a few times and it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> you got kicked
2: out and you got relegated <laughs> to the floor son
0: I just want everybody to know that I uh, I actually gave up my bed to Greg because I'm just that good of a fucking friend
2: <laughs> I, need, I needed it after the uh, endurance <laughs> test of the last tw- the 24 hours of insurance before uh, that is,
0: <laughs> that's true that is very true um so Normally, I kind of have notes and stuff um, for these podcasts, but with Greg and I specifically, um, I think it'd be better just to let the conversation flow like natural because uh, that's just kind of the way our conversations go anyways. But to kind of give some people a bit of a background on you, uh, why don't you kind of give us the short story of who you are and how you ended up where you are right now?
2: in my life in general or this mindfulness. yeah
0: well 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 life in general and then we'll get to the mindfulness part
2: and um, well see my name's greg Downey. i am a trance dj producer um well labeled as that anyway <laughs> um and there are lots of different styles of electronic music and i've been doing this for many many years and and um, the last few years actually i took a few years out of my career which we spoke about in another podcast and in the last maybe four yeah. years since i came back i i needed time away from the whole music industry for various other reasons and took that time away to um get my fitness in check i did a lot of tie boxing did a lot of self-development and just basically i just took uh, maybe t- three years of letting life catch up with me because i've been relentlessly doing music since i was like 14 years old so um, it was a hard decision at the time, but that time away has definitely stood by me for when I came back. And when I came back, I spent all my time basically sort of revamping my sound. I started my own brand, my own label, which has done reasonably well over the last few years. And my DJ career is doing well. But before this COVID horse shite started, it's um, <laughs> it was. It was going on a pretty good path and it's going to continue to do so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying um, I'm enjoying music more than ever. Um, I did notice a lot of the same inner feelings and tests come back um, through, when you came, came, come back into the music scene and the sort of rat race mm. and such. But that's where things like mindfulness and the things we're going to talk about now really come into play because these are the things, these are the keys and tools which can keep you on a path rather than unnecessarily possibly falling off a path. And I can see that with a mm. lot of artists because you know, music has a lot of mental health aspects to it. It's a very testing um industry. And yeah, you, you gotta you gotta look after your own well being along the way. So you so you can actually enjoy the career and actually enjoy living the life that you're living. So that's where I'm mm-hmm,
1: at.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean you like you said, you, you stepped away, but I mean, you kind of fell, um, off the path for a while during that period well, leading up to that period. And then sort of that in that period as well. But, um, as you mentioned, mindfulness was there for you. So I would definitely want to get into that, um, shortly, but, um, yeah, what was, yeah. what was your initial introduction to mindfulness, um, to begin with?
2: Um, what was my, and that's a good quack actually. I'm um, I wouldn't go as far to say maybe my first introduction to mindfulness, but I, I was very into Tony Robbins. I used to read his books and like, basically it was more sort of, you know, personal development and, you know, improving aspects of your character, your lifestyle and all these different things. And it got me questioning a lot of things. And um, it was good in the sense, you know, it helps you sort of develop your character and, learning things a lot is a good thing, but I do feel with the self-development industry, it can be, it can almost be sidetracking because you feel that you've so much to fix about yourself. And that is one thing which I think all of us need to realize that we don't need to do that. You don't need to fix Mm -hmm. every aspect of your life and think you're doing everything wrong. You know, you just need to, I think it's very important just to keep developing your strengths and finding ways Mm -hmm. to deal with, the day-to-day you know your inner feelings and not just like blocking the blocking these feelings you know we all have them and yeah. we all deal deal with things in different ways and in the music industry especially there's a lot of drinking partying late nights and whatever else and um those things can catch up on you um yeah so definitely. I, I so i feel that it was it was just, I, I can't pinpoint the exact thing where mindfulness came in. It was just like a general it was a gradual thing. When I was away, I had a lot of time to reflect. So obviously I was reading mm-hmm. a lot and, you know, watching a lot of like videos and different stuff. And then I got into um, meditation. I got into journaling, I Got into just like um, gratitude, which is very important. And over that period I was do- I w- I noticed I was writing so much. I wrote like books and stuff, not like as in writing a <laughs> yeah. book, but I wrote like, you know, I was writing, you know, my goals, I was writing, you know, things like just stuff that was going on at the time because that's I was just pulled towards doing that and I found writing was a lot. I I find writing helped me a lot. And um to be honest, that's one of the mindfulness practices we'll probably talk about and yeah um when i'm in the thick of music and i've been back in the thick of music sometimes that's very consuming and i notice that these habits they don't stay as consistent when they really mm. need to you know and that's yeah. the challenge because when you yeah, say no, that totally. you don't have time to do your gratitude or you know take time to get into nature or meditate or things which you need that's the time when you need to do it When you feel you don't have time to do these things, that's when you, that's the time you really need to say, okay, I have to do this because you, you've just got yourself caught up in the hamster wheel in your head again. And that just takes over. And I think that is the key of mindfulness is breaking that cycle. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, this is, I, I think a lot of people that are just getting into it, they can get caught up in that and get frustrated early on. And that's why perhaps more people aren't into it is because they don't realize that, you know, that sort of hamster wheel trap of like falling off the wagon and getting into that sort of cycle that happens to everybody. It's yeah. not like, um, it, it's not like something that only happens to people that are just starting out. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, uh, it's going to happen for the rest of your life. And that's part of the whole challenge. But the sooner you're able to kind of break out of that and get back on to the, to the path, it, it's, it gets easier and easier. But that being said, there's still always going to be challenges. There's going to be plenty of days that you just feel like, dude, I just, no, I'm not today. Not today. And I mean, to be fun, to be honest, I've, I've only meditated once or twice in the past, like week and a half or something like that. And like, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it, it is what it is. But, um, literally as soon as I you just sit I down to and on like, that yeah,
2: point, As Mm -hmm. I was talking before about the sort of self-development, self-improvement, and then you veer into meditation and all these Uh other things. It almost becomes like a checklist. And then it's almost like, okay, I need to to do this, 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 and this, which is great. And then you think, oh, fuck me, I haven't done this for three days. And then all of a sudden you're back to beating yourself about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is, um, it
2: can can turn into a negative if it's stacked upon you. But I think, you know, life is never, I don't believe in having a balanced life. I don't think, or a balanced week. I don't think that, well, certainly the way I live my life, I don't think that's possible. But I feel that you can balance out certain periods of time. You know, so if you do, if you get into a practice and a habit of certain things and, you know, you develop these tools which will help you to stay centered. The key is if you do go off the, not, I wouldn't say off the wagon because it's not off the wagon. If you go off the path into consumed by work or there's things going on in your life, it's all about Mm -hmm. just recalibrating and getting back into those habits just to neutralize what's going on.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like the opposite of, you know, the, the more, the sooner you can get back on, the longer it takes you to get back on. The more difficult it becomes but it's not impossible um it might feel like like i just i'm trying but i just but it's really it's just yeah it's it's the second you just sit down and and just like do it whatever it is your practice is the the second you'll be like all right yeah this is easy this is easy but leading up to that point it's like yeah it can be a serious challenge. And you're like, then you start, like you said, you start beating yourself up because you're like, it's so simple. Like, why am I not doing it? Like, and I know the benefits that come from it and I know how much I enjoy it. But for whatever reason, I'm just like, yeah, I just can't bring myself to do it. And yeah.
2: I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you what makes these things even more difficult in this day and age. It's the addiction to technology. Yeah. That dopamine, dope, dopamine rush of say, checking your phone first thing in the morning next thing you know you're scrolling for a bit oh you had a task to do and then you've gone off on something else and it's just like if you say we removed tech you weren't allowed any technology until midday and i'm um, mm-hmm. part of month, and, and taking into consideration you get off before midday Yeah. So, <laughs> then you know these things i think would flow easier as well i think it's yeah. It's the other habits. It's basically installing the mindfulness habits are, they can be tough sometimes, but then when you add all the other bad habits on top, I think it sort of multiplies against itself and makes it more difficult than what it should be.
0: No, for sure. For sure. And uh, kind of to your point about the uh, no technology before noon. Um, I mean, obviously the time can be different for anybody, but still just, I've noticed that when I wake up and if I happen to have my phone by my bed, um, and I, I check it, I, it's it's yeah. like it just completely you can feel it throw you off. It's um, you, it's crazy. You, you, you
2: can feel that vibe, and it's just like fucking out. And you all, it's like you, it's almost like it talks to you. And you don't. Sometimes you think you don't want to do it or you don't want to look at it. Next thing you know, you're just looking at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like,
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. I knew I didn't want to look at this. I knew I wasn't going to look at this and whatever like twists and turns have just happened. It's not in my hand and now I'm looking at it like that. That's an yeah. issue for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, I just got to check this one email just to see if someone got back to me. And then next thing you know, it's on, it, you're on Instagram or you're on wherever and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: Do you know you what, know, it's like your brain thinks of a reason as to why you needed, you're sorry, your brain thinks of a reason as to why you needed the phone, which is a legit reason. Like maybe it's something important or you needed to look something up or send an email yeah. or whatever, but it's almost like that's the gateway to get back to the phone in the hand and now you're staring at the screen for another 40 minutes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's another thing that like it. it's no matter how much you practice it, uh, there's going to be times where it just, you just, fall back into that habit but the more you're able to um say no those like little small victories they start to add up and then it becomes easier and easier but um like an example of this
2: on that note that's that's where that's where meditation comes in so well because you're always bringing yourself back to center you know your brain wants to veer off into its own path it doesn't want to do it it doesn't want to think uh, it's thinking of loads of bullshit and it doesn't yeah. want to be there. It's the same thing. Yeah, and I've, and whenever you can strengthen, sort of being still or still with your thoughts and observing your thoughts, and as you practice meditation, it, it, you get better at it, and you can get deeper with it. Mm. I think it makes things like that just way easier, you know.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And then, it, like I was saying, those little small victories, like getting up and sort of completing your morning routine before looking at your phone, like it uh, just, yeah. whether it's, you know, I just get up and I want to, you know, quick journal for five minutes and then I can check my phone uh, or it's quick journal for like five minutes, then meditate for like 10. It's just like, yeah. as soon as you just, kinda d- if you don't touch your phone and you go straight for like what you're supposed to be doing it, yeah, it just makes it so much easier. And then afterwards you're like, then you check your phone and you're like, I'm so glad that I actually took the second to like do what I needed to do first before I checked my phone. Of course. And also
2: when you've taken up time to do the things first before phone or any other nonsense, you've just gained some momentum in a positive direction. So, you know, whereas you may see it only as, oh, checking the phone, but checking the phone leads into checking Instagram, scrolling, reading something, maybe seeing something you didn't like going into emails. You've just, you've just gained momentum in a direction which isn't making you happy or productive or feeding what you need at that time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, like we we're saying, it just, it becomes easier with time and practice. Um, but it'll never not be difficult. Um, I mean, yeah, you might go into the sort of, you know, week long or two week long or even month long discipline, um, stretches, but still, um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's just a challenge in general. Um, but, uh, yeah, what uh, so what I sort of daily also, practices you know, do you do well, still? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm sorry. I'll get that. I think no, 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 no. for me, me, I think when you spend a lot of time by yourself, like I'd say, like I live by myself, and obviously you produce in a studio by yourself or mm. whatever. Yeah. It can, things like that can be, you know, that's your contact to the outside world, so you're always on it, you know? Whereas I think sometimes… Yeah. I don't know. I've just been thinking... Sorry, this has come up a lot. I've just been thinking about it a lot. Like, oh, that's all good. Um, yeah, technology. I, I think it would be better for all of us if there was just less of it and more seeing your friends, you know, or just seeing humans. Yeah. And obviously, COVID's fucked that up a bit in the short, shorter term, but anyway, that's enough about the phone. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I, uh, I think, I think, fortunately, we're starting to see a lot of people realize that the phone... Um, and this constant uh, always on, always available type thing is, um, is actually not good. And so I think we're starting to see more, more and more people kind of get away from that. And funny enough, um, I actually saw an advertisement for a phone. I don't remember the brand, but it's like, a, it's like a smartphone, but it's like a super simple interface and you can't like scroll endlessly on Instagram or anything like that. And it's supposed to like be designed to get you away from doing that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting idea. I'll be, uh, it'll be curious. I'm curious to see how that develops to see if it catches on. Cause like there's days where I'm literally like, fuck this thing. I just give me like a piece of shit, like phone that like, I can just call people on and I don't want anything else to do with anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want this, all this technology and, and shit that I, it's just, it's too much. And then other days I'm like, I fucking love this thing. <laughs>
2: of course of course yeah um Um, but but i think whenever Uh, if it it uh, does become an issue an issue like that it it can be addressed i mean Uh one of my good friends i trained thai boxing with in ireland he was the worst he would be glued to his phone from from morning till night you couldn't even have a conversation with him so but he was so disciplined with his training and he was a champion thai boxer he just said "Fuck this he got rid of the phone and he got a nokia 3210 one of those ancient relic of a farm. yeah i <laughs> mean <laughs> he, he took yeah. it back he actually did a few podcasts he started a podcast about life and various different things and he was just saying like how much it transformed him you know yeah sure. yeah sure.
0: i wish um i wish we didn't need it for you know keeping music. up with music all that stuff yeah i mean if we didn't have to have it i probably wouldn't have it although the reason the one thing i do like most about my phone is just the camera because i like to take pictures but otherwise like yeah if i didn't have to have social media i probably wouldn't um but but, i mean look, all these
2: things right are great tools and they're good things to have you know they can they're positive things as well it's just when you aren't mindful about them that's when it can become an issue
0: yeah exactly exactly um so what do your daily practices look like
2: I've done so many different things man. Um, it varied. It used to be um, I was trying well, when I lived in Dublin I used to try and get up really early because I was never a mo- really a morning person. And I was always reading about people who were up at 5 a.m. and all this stuff. I was like Fuck yeah, I need to do that And I got I got really into that. like I'd get up mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go running, go to the gym. And where I used to live, it was like the sea was there, but it was freezing cold. Like you're talking, like Irish Sea, proper freezing cold. Yeah. I'd go swimming in. I'd go swimming in there for like five minutes every single morning, and I would just be on fire, like on a different, <laughs> di- yeah, on yeah. a different playing field mentally, and um, how I felt inside. And then after that, I would come home, and i would meditate for maybe 20 minutes or whatever and then i would mm-hmm. do some gratitude and some journaling and that was kind of sort of where where it was at and as well kind of mix these things up a bit like sometimes i'd maybe read before i did uh yeah went, went to the gym or I'd find i find that i used to i'd mix them up and um, at the moment i was at the moment i had been doing like meditating as soon as i woke up Mm-hmm. Um, because I find that I'd been putting it off for so long. I hadn't mm-hmm. done it in a while. So I was like, okay, like I've got into a routine. I do like a guided meditation as soon as I wake up and, mm-hmm. which um, one? yeah, uh, which one, am I there's a guy, actually this shaman guy. When I went off to do ayahuasca, he did one for me. Oh, wow. Years ago. And it's, a, it's called called being or something it's about it basically the meditation is about um you know though if we want to be a certain cat a certain character but like you want to you've got a vision for yourself you know yeah. your your ideal self and uh, the mistake that a lot of us make is we try and you know, fix ourselves and try and do all these things and then we can be that the meditation yeah. is it's called being because the meditation is about being that person understand mm. so it's like it's yeah. like it's like not fixing yourself as such but we're all characters in our own movie as such so it's like yeah you know for you you're a techno artist be the techno mm. artist make the tracks do the thing whatever yeah rather than think i want to be a techno artist yeah. and oh maybe i'll get accepted when i do this and do this which obviously those things play a part but internally if you just be just be what that character is. Be the thing that you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's one meditation. And then I do like uh, there's another one called uh, a few things. But you ever heard of Kelly Hyle? like binaural binaural beats. It's
0: called. Uh, I've heard of uh, binaural beats, but I that name kind of sounds familiar.
2: Yeah, well, I think she's sort of like the main sort of person, and I don't know if she that's her name or whatever the binaural beat mm. thing but it's like sort of brainwaves sort of stuff um, yeah
0: yeah yeah. i mean i've done some of that stuff um it's kind yeah. of a trip but um maybe i think maybe at the time when i did do it it um i just didn't fully understand it i also wasn't like able to kind of get beyond the noise um so maybe now that would be that would be interesting
2: to do that actually i just find it's good to mix it up you know like sometimes that's what I'm on at the moment. There was a time when I used to get up and I used to just, you know, if I was meditating, it would just be in silence and I haven't done that properly in a while. So I feel like I need to do that because it's almost like a different vibe. You get, it feels different. Um,
0: yeah, that's what I normally do. I don't really ever do the guided meditations, but um, yeah, I don't, because I, I just, I, I kind of, I don't know if it's like, ironically, like my ego saying like, I don't need a guided meditation. I can do this on my own. Or if I actually do like just the sort of, Silence, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, because to I, I be know, honest, I, think if, you, I think
2: if you can practice practice meditation in silence, I think is more mm-hmm. profound is more profound or can be more profound. Um,
1: yeah,
2: but go back to the routine. I mean, there was a period where I would I i want to get up early and I'd start meditating, and then it would put me back to sleep, and then I'd wake up like two hours later, yeah. and I'd be I'd be pissed off. Then I was like, okay, I can't do that. So I have, I have to go out and do my exercise first, come back. Then I can do meditating, but sometimes after exercising, I don't feel like doing it. You know, so it's, it, it's trying to, there's not a strict um, structure. It's a, they're always sort of, what's the word? They can be moved around. It just depends how I'm feeling at the time.
0: Yeah, rearranged. Yeah, but yeah, to be yeah, honest, that's how, I was going to ask that because before. um like I found like, you know, Tim Ferriss and a lot of people that the first thing that they do when they wake up is meditate. Um but I I found that like yeah, it's easier. Um but it seems like it seems like yeah, like you don't I, I feel like you don't fully always get into it because it's like you're still half asleep so it's like yeah it's easier to like quiet your mind but like yeah. are you actually fully aware you know what I mean like you're not fully like present because you're still like eyes closed yeah. type thing.
2: I did you know what that's true yeah I mean I've seen quite a people say they do it straight away and some people don't and that, that definitely applies you know it's like you are yeah you're not, quite a, you're not quite awake you know yeah so. exactly
0: exactly which I mean we've talked about this before as well. Like, um, when I had Emma on, you messaged me and told me about how like your own experience, like when you're a kid and that sort of like half wake, half sleep state. And like, that is, that's sort of, that is like the ideal state to be in. Um, yeah. like when you're trying to, you know, meditate or, um, materialize or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like when you first wake up, I feel like it's different when you're going to sleep versus like when you first wake up. You know what I mean? Because when you first wake up, you're still groggy versus when you're going to bed. It's like you're still kind of awake. You know what I mean?
2: Would you meditate before going to sleep?
0: Uh, I used to. And um, I mean, I can tell you that my sleep was amazing. Um, I remember very vividly one time I, w- I meditated. Before Bed just like I don't know 20 maybe 30 minutes or something and then like I got to a point where like I could like I would get in bed and I was like, okay It's time to go to sleep now and then like I would close my eyes and just pass out Um, It was awesome, but I remember very specifically one time um, I was up really late for some reason and I uh, I meditated before bed and then I woke up and I had only like really gotten maybe three hours of sleep or something but, but like, like I woke up and I felt, right away, I felt ready to fresh go. as like, yeah, just completely fresh. Like I had just slept like, you know, full seven and a half, eight hours or however long that like I needed. It was like, it was amazing. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. Like I, I it literally was only three hours and I feel more awake and alert than I have felt in ages.
2: Yeah. It's proper, it's proper deep. You so you totally disconnected. You're gone. Then you come back.
1: Yeah yeah I, I mean that's in that that's around, ideal. About,
2: around about three o'clock in the afternoon in my days like sometimes I'm just zapped like I'm not achieving much or I'm just like fucking my brain is just done and mm-hmm. again that's sometimes I would just put in like a guided meditation and I know and I know it's going to put me to sleep it puts me to sleep for about half an hour and it's almost like a reset and I get up and then I'm like I'm back yeah whereas bef- before that that's um yeah it, that's
0: a that's the, a good one
2: yeah Uh, that's that's oh yeah i was gonna say that's a that's a good idea yeah yeah i do that i do that a lot i find there's times when i know i need it and also there's been times like when i go on tour like you know when i'm traveling i'm in another country and you know i'm at the hotel i know i'm going to be going out to dj soon and i'm pretty tired and like Mm. obviously you know you could drink or whatever else but i'm just like a lot of the times i put on one of these things and it it wipes me out for like 30 40 minutes like i'm gone and then i come back it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a real it's almost like a real um in-depth power nap and it totally yeah. energizes yeah. It, well it energizes me way more than what i was prior to, to doing it so i could highly recommend that
0: yeah i know for sure i'm uh i'm actually gonna try that um you know those times time see those times when you
2: just feel your brain is done and it happens a lot, especially yeah. when you're trying to be no, totally, creative. Totally. Just put those headphones in, just go and lie on your bed and just let it knock you out. You'll only sleep for 30, 40 minutes, and then you'll be back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any that you um that you prefer? Any um any meditations that you listen to, or do you listen to that that being one?
2: Well, I listen, no, there's one uh, there's a Kelly Hiles one called it's actually called Seven a Seven Minute Vacation. <laughs> That's what it's titled. And I've listened to that one so many times. You know, like say I just needed like a just a reset. So I put that on and I have it on repeat. And mm-hmm. I usually go, I usually, it usually goes through two cycles. And after about 15 minutes, then I come out of it and I'm like, I'm back. Oh, wow. It's really, it's really yeah. good. It's like a reset. It's, just, yeah, so it's called um, Kelly Howell's Seven Minute Vacation. It's, it's, it's incredible.
0: Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes um, and definitely try that. Yeah. Cause, I mean, there's plenty of times where you kind of hit that mid-afternoon slump, and then you go for coffee or you you I don't know caf- some sort of yeah, caffeine you go or coffee. You want to sh- yeah. you want
2: to eat, eat shit food or just you know you're tired yeah. or you don't you don't or then maybe you plan to go training or whatever. Like sometimes my my Thai boxing training is at night, and I I don't want to go, you know. But mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. things things like that give me the energy then to go and do that. Whereas say I yeah. didn't. And I just ploughed on through, and maybe drank more coffee, or wasn't drinking enough water, or eating yeah, eating a poor diet. Then I would just say, "Fuck this! I, I'm going to not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drink instead." Yeah.
0: <laughs> but then you know the problem is then you you drink that coffee, um, or and then you can't go to sleep later, and then you wake up feeling tired and groggy, and you just kind of repeat this cycle over and over again.
2: Yeah, but this this is this is one this is one thing I'm sort of dealing with at the moment. Like I I can't get into like a proper proper routine which is continuous. Even though I'm not turning mm-hmm. at the moment, I just can't do it. Like for example, the other morning I woke up at ten past four, and I, I was I was thinking I wanted to get back on early mornings because I hadn't really been doing it. Maybe getting up seven mm-hmm. eight o'clock during lockdown, which isn't the latest, yeah. but it's still shit so <laughs> i woke up at 10 past four i was like "Fuck!" well i go back to sleep for a bit it's like oh, no fuck it you feel you feel wide awake so i got up and see that mm. morning man it just reminded me like all the things it was strange that morning all the things which i got done you know i did my exercise and all the yeah the journaling and gratitude all the stuff we spoke about but all the tasks which i wanted to do that day which weren't the most interesting of tasks some of them were quite stressful yeah. I just find yeah. my, my anxiety levels around these things was like 20 times less. Yeah. 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 I had it a was, morning similar. I was sitting there on my sofa and I had the. I just said the TV was on. It was like, I don't know. It was like four 30, like people, everyone's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, yeah. I like that. I feel I, that makes me feel good. I'm no, no, like, me
0: too. Me too.
2: Yeah. It just, and then I remember it was about maybe 10 to 1 in the afternoon I was going oh my god it actually feels like about 8 o'clock at night
1: yeah for sure I've done I, way yeah.
2: more than I would have done any other day whereas had I yeah. got up at say 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock I probably wouldn't have even got all the things done that day and I would have yeah. been stressed and chasing myself
0: yeah no for sure for sure um, I mean I kind of talked about this I think it was my last one Last, my last podcast or the one before that I talked about, you know, like we, there's always time. We just have to make it. And, um, I actually have, yeah, a similar, um, battle that I'm fighting with, um, where I wake up and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm so tired. Like I need more sleep. Obviously it's like, you know, if I'm still tired, then obviously my body still needs sleep. And so like, I go back to bed yeah. even though the night before I think, I'm but, like, you know, again, I, I wake think up early.
2: Sometimes that, I, I think sometimes that does apply.
0: Oh no, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean you definitely need your sleep, but um it's like a lot of times it's just like I don't necessarily need it, but it's like I I tell myself that I do and then I go back to bed and I wake up and I'm like, God damn it, like did this again, yeah. like I already planned on like doing things in the morning and now it's already, you know, ten AM and like i gotta uh, no, go. i yeah, gotta you, go.
2: You you haven't won the morning, so your day's not yeah, your day your day is not as good. And look, yeah, the thing exactly. is, right? with things like this if you you need a good i don't know 60 70 days of doing this even if you don't feel like yeah. it, to get the habit installed easier said yeah. than done you know but that is yeah it's literally a habit and when you get when you're getting the benefits of it it's great but i mean for example yeah. the other day when i was flying this is what i'm saying about my routine at the minute the next the next day like i was i couldn't sleep that night even though i had been up from so early and then the next mm. day, I was just, I was shit. I, I had a real crap night's <laughs> sleep for for two nights in a row, and I'm just like, it's been a struggle then for a few days. So it's like trying to get your head around the balance, yeah, you know,
0: yeah. And I uh, experienced the same thing. Um, yeah, I had an early morning not that long ago, and uh, yeah, you're like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm I'm back on here. I'm gonna keep this trend going, and then it's like the next day, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they just can't, yeah. It takes a while to get back on that train for sure.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, one of the best things that anyone can do for their mind is get a morning routine. And if you can get up very early in the morning and get that habit, everything else is a hundred times easier. And it's something which I have done well at and and my default setting is not that. So I've slipped off a lot. And when I slipped off, I'm just like, just not really buzzing, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Me, That's me too, me too. Um, yeah, Like I like I said at the beginning of this, um, I kind of want to just keep it free-flowing and stuff, so I've got some stuff that um, I wanted to talk about, one of which was you texted me the other day about my last podcast. Was it my last one? I can't, I can't get them mixed up. And yeah. um, it was when I was talking about how, I think it was two podcasts ago, yeah, and I was talking about how I have this sort of internal struggle of do i want to be in a relationship versus like do i is it, it like am i am i should i be focusing on my actual work right now you know and then you texted me and you said that you should be
2: focusing on actual work like right now and you should always be doing that
0: yeah but then you were but saying that um age doesn't it it's stays the same with age. And then actually I had someone else tell me the same similar thing. She's like, um, yeah, we've been married for t- t- almost 25 years. And she's like, I always, I, you know, part of our relationship is that like, you know, we're our, our own individual people and we need our own space. So it's like, it's, you know, it's fine. But then, yeah, when you, you and I had talked about this previously because you were kind of going through something similar, although you're actually in a relationship and yeah. you're sort of having these sort of internal struggles, but, um, I'm curious where, how that's been for you recently. And then, um, yeah, we can just kind of divulge more on this topic.
2: I mean, I think, you know, if you're that way inclined as, you know, an artist or whatever else, and you're very, you can get very used to your own company, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, you know, getting into a relationship, there is, there's elements of fear come up, you know, fear of mm-hmm. losing yourself in the relationship fear of um it taking you away from your work or fear yeah. lots of different fears and stuff you know but mm. um i think if you're with the right person who has you know their own things going on and isn't really cramping your not cramping your style but cramping what you want to do you know mm. yeah like me and my girlfriend don't even live in the same country you know <laughs> And it's been that yeah. way for four years. Yeah. So it's like, but in but she never, she never gives me grief about you know studio or you know if I'm away. Mm. When I'm away, I don't get questioned. Whereas you know the, I was in a long term relationship for like ten years where I lived with someone and I was getting grilled about everything. You know, yeah. insecurities, insecure this, insecure that, and that killed the relationship.
0: Yeah. You know? No, for sure.
2: And I think whenever you I th- this is, this is, this is one of the, well, there's lots of different reasons, but this is one of the main reasons. There's two things why my relationship works is because a, we both have our own interests. Like she's artistic and, you know, she's got real good business things going on, what she needs to focus on.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, yeah. having a me, me, me having that freedom, it makes me go back. Does that make sense? Go yeah, back. No make, it sure. makes me, it, make, it makes me, I'm still, I'm still in it. Whereas yeah. if it wasn't like that and no. I was getting, you know, don't get me wrong. There's, you know, there's give and take in relationships, but I think, I think you can have both. And I think as an artist, if you have that, it can enhance where you're going because it's not just about, um, you, your goals, your stuff on your own. Yeah, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I think that can be a limiting belief sometimes, and I've had that yeah. too. You know,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I think, um, I think the key is, from what other people told me as well, is that yeah, it really just requires the right person. You know what I mean, um, and especially it for us you know again there's a lot of traveling there's a lot of alone time there's a lot of like hey yeah like i can't right now i've got to work and, and and do this thing um which i mean that's that's present in in anything but with us it's like uh, we tend to work alone so like you said mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's a lot of time by yourself but um, it's very easy for people that don't understand that to think that you're just neglecting them and it's like it's that's not the case and then that's sort of that oh that fear right because it's like you know you get into a relationship and you know that there are sort of I wouldn't say terms and conditions but like there's certain expectations that need that you know need to be met and it's like a lot of people don't realize that like it's not that you don't want to meet those it's that you're just your schedule how it's it is uh is very demanding and yeah, it's. I think for me, that's sort of that. That's been the biggest thing. Is it's like, you know, is it, is it worth getting into a relationship right now, or like, should I still be focusing on specifically on my work? And then, of course, if something does pop up, then you know, explore it. But instead of actively going to search for it, you know what I mean?
2: Well, you can be searching around without thinking you're going to get married next week. You know what I mean?
0: that's <laughs> yeah, true no it's you true. don't
2: you can but I was single for a while and um, mm. I was pulled towards my relationship do you know what I mean it wasn't like yeah I was. it wasn't like I was consciously like looking for a relationship I had a good bit of time by myself before that but I was pulled towards mm. it and I think things can mm. just naturally sort of take a course but I think rather than thinking that you have to have all these um, things which need to be met from the other side, I think the worst thing anyone else, I I think the worst thing anyone can do, you, me or anyone else is not do what you need to do. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Yeah. If you abandon yourself because you've become attached in a relationship, that's the issue is being attached. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not having a relationship. It's because you sort of let yourself slip off maybe certain things, which you should be doing for your own path. And you always have to do that. You always have that always has to lead the way. And if, if you let that lead the way, you'll see what follows along behind it. Like for example, when me and my girlfriend met, I met her just as I was leaving Dublin.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that was like three or four years ago, but I'd made that decision. It was a career move I had to make um yeah. and i was going to follow that path and see see what happens i was never going mm. to just it, w- it would have almost been easier sort of lifestyle move just to stay where i was yeah for um, sure but i think if you follow your path and you do the right things you know the right person can complement that mm-hmm. but i think the so main was, issue yeah. is it's it's not so much having a relationship it's how people are in the re- in a relationship yeah you know yeah that yeah, causes yeah, yeah. the issues yeah
0: and i was thinking the other day like maybe part of the, the the this thought process is that you know you're gonna invest time and energy in someone and then it's gonna turn out that they just don't understand you know where you're coming from with certain things and so it's like the, the question what? is like <laughs> Sorry, why
2: what certain yeah. thing what certain things
0: like like for example like you know let's say you start dating someone and they don't understand you know the the how how intense you know like being a music producer and a DJ can be you know what i mean um they think they do and they're like whatever and they're cool. they say they're cool with it but then you know you need, it seems fine at first and then eventually it falls to shit because well you're always traveling and this and that so after enough of those you start to think like well fuck like this person, you know, like I, I have this fear that this person is going to, you know, I'm going to invest time in this person and then it's going to fall to shit. And it's like, what was I doing? Like, why was I wasting my time? But then I was just thinking as you were talking earlier, like maybe that's actually, maybe it's partially that, but then it's also a slight fear of like, what if I get into this relationship? And as a result, I sort of either lose myself or I just, are you feel trapped?
2: you feel trapped yeah or something. yeah it's like
0: yeah exactly and it's like you can't really think about that but like yeah that's a thought that definitely comes i was just yeah that was i just i just thought of that and it's like that seems to be equally as correct and possible as saying like you know like like i said i was saying in my other one like it's like if you you don't want to invest time in someone because it's like you you know, you're, not an, you're not an asshole. You don't want to hurt someone. You know what I mean? They're going to get hurt regardless or someone's yeah. going to get hurt regardless of whatever. You know what I mean? But like, it's like, why, why go through the process of leading someone to that point if you could just avoid it to begin with? And that can lead you down a very solitary path. You know what I mean? Um, but then the other part of that is like, I was just saying now, like maybe there's also that fear of like, if I get into a relationship with this person, it will, um, will I not be, um, true to myself you know what I mean like well I lose myself as opposed to this other person not living up to their side of the deal I guess
2: yeah of course I mean that is then that is a big thing and it's good to be thinking like that I mean mm-hmm. um it's just it's really really important that you just follow your own path and if someone comes along and it works out or and look the thing is right you can't think okay if I invest all this time in or whatever you're able to gauge if someone's worth taking the risk on, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for you, sure. You for can sure. get hit
2: by a bus next week. We're all going to die <laughs> one day anyway. We're all going to get fucking upset. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, no, you know, yeah. it's it's whether it's someone you want to try and take of some element of... There's always there's an element of risk in it.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, that's you know?
2: nice. Who knows? I mean, you can, fuck, man, you could be in madly in love for four years and then after that it, that might be that chapter closed or it could continue yeah. but you just need to find someone initially or well not find someone if someone comes along initially and it's worth taking the next step just focus on the next yeah. step and see what happens yeah but sometimes yeah. when you look too far ahead of these things the anxiety and then you're in that loop of overthinking it i've done that before yeah. and it just does your head in, and it actually does the relationships head in as well
0: yeah I think that's uh I, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now is it's like I just constantly think like too way too far in ahead and I start like um creating outcomes for things that haven't happened yet and I just assume that that's probably gonna how it be how it's gonna be because it has been like that in the past yeah. um, when you know every every relationship is gonna be different unless you tend to pick up with the same type of person. But that's a. I think, a I, think subject, that, I think
2: you can go with that you can go out with different people, but you can notice the exact same thing in the relationships, and that's your own traits yeah. of being in a relationship as well. You know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, we, uh,
2: the main thing is: is you know, you have to I like always come back to it. Is just follow your path and follow the thing which you've been put here to do. Do you, Yeah. It's when you neglect that then that's go, that can really harm your life, which no one wants to do, Yeah, you
1: know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's actually the next thing I want to talk about, which um, this is what I talked about in my last one, um, which is, like, you and I are both big fans of David Goggins. Um, he's a, you know, he's just a, an animal, but he literally, the day after I put out my podcast, he put out a video about how, about basically the same thing I was saying. is like, you know, people are waiting for, change like here in the states like we had the election everybody's waiting for change and for things to get better and stuff as opposed to taking responsibility for yourself and your behavior and your actions and yeah. making the change now you know what i mean and um yeah i i just lost my train of thought <laughs> but uh i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna connect that back to um what you were just saying um about oh Okay. Yeah. About, you know, just doing what you need to do. And so would I got into an argument with someone, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, well, not an argument, but let's say, um, a slightly heated debate with someone about, yeah, about the sort of taking personal responsibility as opposed to, you know, their, their point of view was some people just need help and they're fighting for survival. Um, but then I, from just,
2: some people My need own. help. In
0: what in what context? What do you mean? Well, like, you know, people that are in like desperate, dire situations and stuff. And I was just thinking like, I mean, there are people here, of course, in the States, like in the, in the really poor uh, areas that need help like that. But I was thinking like, are you talking about like war-torn countries or something like what, you know? But um, where I was coming from was sort of a, a mixture of David Goggins and Joe Dispenza, which is, you know, we all are in charge of, ourselves and how we how we feel yeah. and you know we can't be waiting for this change to feel um like the person that we want to be or or, or whatever and True. on the david goggins side it's like you know there's no excuse like it's if you make an excuse it's just an excuse if you want to play the victim of your environment you know then you're always going to be that way and yeah I, some I, people I, were dealt
2: I, I agree with that completely yeah 100%. yeah
0: and and some people were dealt shitty cards. It's just, that's just the nature of things. But then I was telling her, I was like, you know, we, it's
2: what you choose to do with the shit card. No, exactly. That's, exactly. That's exactly. Like, key. yeah, we've all yeah, had certain exactly. things or, you know, things could have been different in different ways or blah, blah, blah. You know, some more so than others, but you know, it's what you do with these challenges and the adversity. It's whether it's going to shape you or whether that's just going to define where you're going to stay for the rest of your days. You know?
0: Yeah, no, one hundred percent, and that's kind of, and I said that, but then also I said, you know, also for the people that weren't dealt um, those cards, like it's kind of, it's our duty to kind of set an example for people to, to to follow, and then also to help lift others up in in different ways, whether that's through you know charity or just from like mentoring like people like you know that are kind of that need that sort of guidance or or whatever. But then the other side, with the more mental side, was. Um, the, the dispensa side of, you know, like if you can make yourself feel like a victim, you can also make yourself feel like, uh, like you're on the offense and yeah. it's, it's, you know, because we follow this stuff, it just makes sense to us, but it's, it always gets me when people don't understand the point of view that we have, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's this sort of, it's allowing like it's a, it's the a bit extra, sort of yeah. It's
2: like, um, a little bit close-minded sometimes
0: you know yeah, yeah 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 and they think that it's like oh yeah well you know if that, that might be great for you but not everybody is like that and it's like no everybody has that ability you know what i mean everybody has the 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 opportunity to take control of their thoughts and their and their surroundings you know what i mean it's like allowing your external environment to dictate how you think and feel is it's easy, you know? And I mean, a lot of people do it and we, you know, we still do it. Um, but uh, living in that sort of that, that mindset of, well, it's not my fault. It's my surroundings. It's like, that's not, that's not, that's not living up to your potential. That's, that's not, that's not, um, I don't know. I don't don't know what the right word is.
2: That's like, it's a defeatist sort of, it's a defeatist attitude. Yeah.
0: You're, Yeah. You're like relinquishing responsibility for yourself. Um, it's like, and why, you know, it's like no one else can dictate how you, how you act, you know what I mean? Only you can. And it's like, if you're going to act like, you know, the world's out to get you, then yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna definitely feel
2: like that. The universe gets its messages, you know, it's either you take them on board throughout certain chapters of pain and apply it or some people just don't. But I think if you're in a position, I I do think some people maybe don't have those maybe insights or maybe those beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can give um, anyone just like a little ray of light or a little bit of encouragement, or if it sparks off one little step forward, I think that's a great thing, you know, and I think everyone should be trying Mm -hmm. to do that. Um,
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: You know, because some people are in positions where maybe mentally they
0: Probably don't see a way out mm-hmm. you know? yeah no for sure i mean we've all been there too i mean we, it's yeah. and it's funny you know like uh, i was saying this in the last one um like there's so many times when you just think like no one understands how i'm feeling right now right like and that's why we often don't talk about it with the, with people because we we think that people aren't going to understand where we're coming from. You know, it's that like, they can't possibly. I think, I think there's, an element
2: of, there's an element of truth in that too, depending on who you, depending on who you talk to. On you who know. you're
0: talking to. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah.
2: Like for example, there's, there's a handful of people where say I would talk in depth like this and mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Not I'm doing it. Um, What's the word? I know it's going to be like an equal conversation back, you know, it's not like it's not going to be someone Mm. just sort of wiping my head and saying everything's going to be okay or whatever. It's like, you know, you maybe you'll learn something from it (laughs) or, you know, Uh it's, whereas if you are in a vulnerable state and you talk to someone that's, you know, what's going to come back and it's not really going to help you. It's like, it's pointless. It only, it only just magnifies the feelings that you've got going on at that time. and And you do think fuck. Yeah. You feel on miss on you feel misunderstood.
0: You yeah. Know? Well. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely that 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 possibility. My point was just that we feel like nobody could understand could possibly understand when that's not the case. But I mean, your immediate surroundings, yeah, they may not. Um, which I think that's that is that is definitely true for a lot of people um but i you know i just met in general we, d- we think that it's just not possible that anybody else in the world could possibly understand how we're feeling and then you know you come out of these situations or you talk to someone like i, I tell you how i'm feeling and then you're like yeah i feel the same way and you're like oh wait what the fuck
1: yeah like
0: you feel the same way like you you, you like and then you're like oh shit like okay so uh, maybe i'm not the only person that can think or feel this way and then therefore it makes it makes it better and then i always try and remember that um if I find myself in one of those states, I just have to like, I try to remind myself that like, you know, like you've been here before, other people feel this way and you've come out fine. So it might take a little while, might take a little longer this time, but you'll be fine.
2: It's almost like just not trying to beat yourself or fight it too much when it's like you're going through those sort of waves or periods, you know, or just question why is this like this again or why am I not doing this or just, you know, it's, yeah, but I think, there's probably quite a few people who you might look up to or whatever and you think they've got it all sorted out, but fucking most people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no for sure. For sure. Uh, one person definitely is um is Tim Ferris. I uh, I remember listening to a podcast and he's like you know like the one thing he always says is like you know make your bed right because at the very end of the day if that's all you could do at least he did that and he's like he talks about how many days he's had that and it's like you you look at this guy who's like the master of hyper productivity and yeah. and simplicity and then you find out that like he sometimes just can't do more than make his bed and nothing works and he just is pissed off and that, yeah, that's
2: great because you've been in that position so many times yourself
0: you know? yeah exactly exactly i remember
2: actually i read a thing a blog which he wrote he was saying like i don't know if he's talking about depression or whatever and he was saying he went through a period where he didn't hardly speak to anyone for ages he was not doing his work he was like at home sort of lounging around and drinking or whatever basically fallen off all his good practices but also he said in that period his net worth went up by x amount and um, there's a couple other like real big positive things he was just illustrating you know Uh sometimes things aren't just as you know the word like plain sailing so to speak but he was saying within the midst of all that madness there was loads of like things which he pulled off
1: yeah
0: no, totally. And actually that, that, that's kind of leads me to another thing was, um, which goes along perfectly, which is, you know, you and I both have told each other extensively over the years that like, Oh uh, yeah, like right now, like, are you doing your work? No, I'm just going through this fucking weird funk right now. We'll get out of it. And you're like,
2: yeah, okay, whatever. But <laughs> like, <I'm actually laughs> yeah, okay, cool. I'm, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm quite abrupt when it comes to that. <laughs> I think he (laughs) texted me something. I said, "I I, don't have exactly." Yeah, just like
0: stop. Yeah, some basically just like stop being a bitch or something. I don't know, something along those lines. Um, But, but I mean, uh, that reason I'm saying this is because kind of like Tim in that period of like lounging and doing nothing, there is actually growth that that can be happening. Um, It's like a a
2: natural going with the flow rather than having to. Yeah say okay yeah i can get your shit done beat resistance sometimes So you just have to just yeah. i don't know let let it sort of develop which could be yeah and um, meaning that you're not really doing much or doesn't feel like you're doing much but things are allowing yeah. for you too
0: yeah that's that's kind of what i was getting at it was like discipline versus um you know the natural flow of things and Another person that we follow is Jocko Willenick, and that I mean, that guy's just the fucking biggest savage. <laughs> like, I swear to God, that is one of the scariest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, his whole thing is, is discipline equals freedom, and I think for for someone that's become so disciplined, it's 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 easier to be like that than it's not to be, but for people like us who are not quite that disciplined, yeah. um, and then to see these people who talk about it like that, it's like, you, you try and you try and dictate everything, but in reality for, for a lot of us, especially I guess in this, the creative field, um, you know, it's better not to do that just like for the reasons you said, but it can feel so defeating. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, Jesus, it's been like three weeks since I've opened like, you know, Ableton or logic or whatever. And I haven't done anything. And like, what am I f- like? I've been eating like shit. And like, I just like, what am I, f- what am I doing? You know? And it's, it's like, why is this continuing to happen? And it's like, you try and sit down, you try and do something and nothing. You sit there for, like, I don't know, maybe even an hour and nothing. And it's like, God damn it. But then you look back and you're like, well, it's still, even if I sat down for 10 to minutes to an hour, I was still sitting down to try and do my work. But that period, yeah, it can be really fucking frustrating <laughs> to say the least. It's a
2: good thing. It can actually be depressing
0: yeah very much so very much so because then you see, you see your friends who like like your close friends that you know like what, that, what they're actually up to and stuff and it's like they're hammering it out it's like why can't you hammer it out what, what's going like you know
2: yeah like I mean like for like people well I do work hard I'm doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and um, it's been commented on by people I work with or whatever but inside I don't feel like that I feel like, like yeah. fuck, I feel like fuck me these guys. <laughs> sometimes I feel like, I think, fuck me. These guys think I'm really fucking doing shit here. Well, and of course I am. I'm thinking, man. Yeah. I'm thinking, fuck me. I haven't even scratched the sides here, man. <laughs> yeah. No, for
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> which because is you think which, about that, you like, that is
2: a good thing, you know? But,
0: yeah. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's like I'm only scratching the surface, and this is what's coming out. But then it's like, well, why am I not pushing harder?
2: Exactly. Why am I not? Why am I not? Yeah. One thing I was going to say though, you know, you look at these guys are so disciplined or whatever and whatever, like we, we are tuned into this, right? We're tuned into learning about other people's habits, you know, how you can do better and whatever. And, you know, the things which I am doing now, which are second nature, still hard and stressful or whatever. I wasn't doing these things like three or four years ago. So, you're growing into like it. Like so you, you grow into different levels of discipline. I mean, there's certain things I yeah. have to do every weekday to keep it. I have no choice. I'm committed. I'm in it. You know? Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like, oh, I can just fuck around and see what's going to happen that month or whatever. This needs to be done, whether I like it or not.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? So yeah. it's, it's growing into that level of discipline. But the thing that I find um, which is useful is stacking your discipline and charging at it and you know pushing through pushing through i think is a real strong key quality which you need to have but it's then going okay when you've hit that wall it's then stepping back Mm. and letting the universe do a bit of work rather than you trying to control everything and you know micromanage it all and force it your way so whenever i push 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 and then i feel it you know, things aren't alliance, aligning certain conversations, maybe aren't going the way I want to go. I go, right, okay. And I just let it go for a bit and then let it come back around and then I hit it again. And that's how it works.
1: Yeah.
0: Me. Yeah. Um, well, you said uh, you said something that I kind of wanted to touch back on, something I had said with, like, you know, like the relationship thing, right? Like, I mean, I don't think about this every single day, but I, I have noticed, like, as you were saying, you kind of grow into different um different levels of discipline i feel like I, I, for me right now i mean i'm only 29 years old so it's like really there's no rush to be in a relationship um but but I, like i feel fairness, like in
2: fairness it's obviously a big thing for you otherwise you wouldn't be it wouldn't even be at the forefront of your conversation so yeah. it, it's high up well, in I your think, values yeah. you must be thinking well, about. i think
0: right well i think it's because i'm dating right now and so i just like i'm thinking about like you know i um, again i'm thinking way too far ahead but still like it is good to kind of just at least have a, an idea of what could happen or or such but the, my i think the conflict for me right is like i said i am dating right now but it's like i'm growing into this period of like all i want to fucking do is just work you know what i mean like i don't i don't care about anything else yeah. but like i do care about relationships and stuff like that and of course again it's like if you find someone awesome and it's like i you know i've met some great people but it's like it's like if I'm growing into this period of like just head down phone off focused, it's like what room is there for anything else? You know what I mean? And like, I don't even, it's like, it's like, and right now it's like, I don't even want anything else.
2: I know but that, uh, this is, this is where the trick comes in. It's like, that's your brain. I'm, I'm like that. I'm like that. now. I am always like mm-hmm. that, but that's where mm-hmm. you, there's certain aspects of your life which need attention You've got your career yeah. to, make, to make your career go better. And I'm not saying it has to be like a relationship that you're in, but it could be friendships or whatever. These things need nurture. Uh-huh. So it's like yeah, seeing your fitness, your reading, and all this other stuff. And you want to do, all, it's good to be like that about your career, but you can then, as I said, what I was saying earlier on, you know, when you hit those walls or you've, you've burnt yourself out a bit or you've pushed and pushed and pushed mm. so you can step off and, you know, just have a bit of balance. You know yeah
1: yeah, yeah totally be,
0: totally
2: you know but i don't think um as a driven person if you have that drive like my drive has not got any less it's getting more
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: you know bigger visions other things which are going to take more time or whatever and it's like i don't think no matter who you work out with it it's always going to be like that yeah
0: no i i yeah. And like I said, you know, my, I, I had someone text me, uh, talking about my podcast cause I had sent it to her and, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty interesting to hear her say that, you know, after, even after 25 years, like a big key of the relationship is allowing each other to kind of have that personal space. And yeah, I just creating that image in my head of like, I guess, based on past experiences. Um, yeah, yeah I just, I just, I just, like i'm worried that that's not gonna be possible even though of course it's possible but um
2: it's just fear man.
0: yeah no exactly exactly um but what's your biggest fear (laughs)
2: you um you just gotta roll with it and see what happens if it's someone worth rolling with for for now it's just see what happens you could surprise yourself yeah
0: yeah no for sure for sure um I, I want to hear about your your take or your process on sort of manifestation because um I think we're we're in agreement um about how I think most people are really about how manifestation is not simply just saying, Oh, I want this and then here it is. It's about, you know, kind of aligning your basically your entire life with yeah. what it is you uh are trying to achieve. But do you sort of have any um I guess manifestation practices or, or materialization practices, um, that you do?
2: Um, yeah, well, the thing was right. I didn't know anything about manifestation obviously until I was a bit older, but mm-hmm. from when I was 14, I got into music. When I look back, I didn't even start reading about manifestation until maybe another 14 years after that, maybe it was 28, 27, 28. And I looked back Mm -hmm. over my life and I looked at all the things that I had manifested and what I'd actually done, but it was a subconscious thing. It was like everything I'd focused on, wanted to be a DJ, the labels I wanted to be on, clubs I wanted to play at. And I'd done so much by like so young and it was by Mm -hmm. visualization. Yeah, it was by visualization. And I was so pulled towards these things. And then obviously as you say, you know, manifestation isn't just a case of like visualizing things and these things land on your lap. The thing Hmm. which made and it continues to do so, the thing the difference between manifesting and not is are you prepared to take the leaps and the the moves and sacrifices it's gonna take to actually really materialise it? And that's the difference.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: And that for me is that's the main thing visualize visualization yeah. you know having a vision for what you want and taking the steps the hardest thing is is when you're unclear about what you want and you go through certain periods yeah. in your life where you know, you're questioning things and you're not sure on your vision and you go shit and in that period mm. in periods like that you find that things don't really materialize it's an internal yeah. thing. It's how you're feeling. It's how your vibes are, your vibration.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, totally.
2: Totally. But like for me, um, as I said, when I stepped away from music, I wasn't, I was going through like a uncertain period of just not quite knowing where I was going. And then now, mm-hmm. um, I traced it back to when I was a kid, when I started music, I was like, okay, I'm coming back into it again. was four or five years ago or whatever it was and it's weird i remember before i even did come back all the things which are happening now say with my label the way i wanted it to be the way i wanted it to what i wanted it to stand for what i wanted my music to be the way i wanted to be positioned as an artist i had all these thoughts and feelings when i was out of the game Mm. you know this was five six years ago i was i didn't have any of this but i had it inside it was, a. Yeah. it was like, a, a vision, which I was pulled towards and don't get me wrong. It hasn't just been like some straight road. It's been tough, which it is for anyone, yeah. anyone trying to do anything good. you have to accept that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I've done everything. And I continue just to keep, I always think what's next. And I, I, I always think, well, okay, where are we going next, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm very future driven.
0: Yeah. What do you, how do you, how do you define a goal that you're setting? Like you just said, like, you know, you have to be clear on what it is you're actually trying to achieve. How How do you get clear on what it is you are trying to achieve? Whatever, if it's like a new, new thing.
2: Um... Depends on what it is, you know. You can have a financial goal, but you mightn't be on the path to getting or to being specific about that. You know, the more specific, the more specific you can be about. I'm sorry. Yeah, the more specific you can be about achieving something, the more chance of it of it happening. So. I don't know. It's a str- I don't know, A lot of my stuff's music related. So it's like music goals, like there's been certain records I've done where people are like, no, nah, there's no way that's going to get released ever. And it always did, but I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to before I'd done it. It's like, no, that's going to happen. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And I, it's almost like I just keep the belief. It's like, I, I aim for it, do my best mm. that it takes to achieve something. And, mm. A lot of the time it materializes
0: yeah it's uh it is it is crazy um to, to watch oh, sorry to interrupt I, I another, thing, to came, another no. thing
2: came to me was um whenever i had stepped away from music i remember mm-hmm. i wrote out a detailed that uh, was an a4 page detailed of what I needed to do to get it back, what I wanted to do, the tracks I needed to make, I sort of made a plan of, you know, and obviously the plan kind of changed a bit along the way, but it was a basic blueprint as to where I was going. And it was sat on top of my chest of drawers. And I remember looking at this going, like, it was so out there. Like, it it wasn't like a plan of things that I could achieve right now. It was, like, way beyond my means. Didn't know how I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I looked at it every single day and all of it happened. All of it. And I had, I had no money to pull it off. I had no backing, no financial stuff or whatever. I was just, Mm -hmm. I just wrote it all out in detail. Again, this is all music related, but I'm sure like this can be applied Mm. for any, anything else. Yeah.
0: And so like, how did, how did it, how did it start off? Were you like, This is with like this is the next these next four pages are my exact blueprint of what I need to do to achieve what I want to do, and then how like how did you lay that out like so people can maybe do this themselves?
2: Well, I wrote out basically, um, the the people the people who I needed who I wanted to work with management wise, um, Mm -hmm. the labels that I wanted to start re releasing my new music, um on mm. vocalists that i wanted to work with which i hadn't worked with and um i there was big vocal singles which i wanted to make and um, i wanted to start a new brand Um i want all, all stuff like that and i don't know what mm. i don't know which thing came first or whatever actually no i do know which yeah. thing came first i made a, that big vocal, that big vocal track with bo that was my first track yeah. coming back after being away and I knew mm-hmm. because I'd had time away that my first single had had to be like, Oh, had to be really strong. So
1: yeah, that was my, I think
2: first, you sent me like, that was my first yeah. um, goal was to make an impact with my music. And just so it really, really stood out. Bearing in mind, i would made quite a lot of big tracks over the years, but it was like, okay, you've mm-hmm. kind of disappeared. If you want to make this happen, you, you're going to have to come back bigger and better. So that
1: yeah, that
0: was the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say you um, you sent me quite a few versions of that track, and like each one, I was like, I thought it was great. And I was, you're like, yeah, it's done. And then <laughs> two weeks later, yeah, it's done. Two weeks later, yeah, it's done. And I was like, what the? F- when the hell is this thing ever coming out? But then, yeah. you know, I it it was necessary to do that for sure because um, it that's kind of what reset everything off. But I'm curious. Uh, when's, what's the last thing that was, that had happened from that plan that you had written?
2: The last thing?
0: Yeah. Like, did all of that happen? Has, has everything in that happened? Was that like in the first couple of years or was there anything on that list that like just recently happened?
2: Yeah, to be honest, the list is so out of date now. Like I've got, I've far super, mm. like, it's almost like I've superseded beyond that. The base, this is, this is the thing that vision then. Was so fucking grand for me in my head because of where I was at. I was like, yeah. "How the fuck will I pull this off?" Whereas looking back now, it feels like it was. It was well, it wasn't too small at the time because it was a hard job. But like, I've gone beyond that, like way, like a hundred times that now, which is great. But yeah, I think the key is so if you want to set goals and dreams, is you know you make make big plans you know make yourself uncomfortable don't make goals which are yeah. you think okay you know all right that's attainable i mean these things have to feel yeah. attainable but they also have to feel out of reach yeah. you have to be a bit fucking, you know shitting yourself <laughs> you know I've, yeah i've all and that's the way i've always you know lived my life you know it's on that edge mm-hmm. i need i need to be on the edge it's like it's and i am scared i'm you know i'm scared now you know and in a different Mm. way but that's yeah it's like if it's i wouldn't say scared it's like being i'm always pushing to be outside my comfort zone
1: yeah Yeah, i'm always pushing
2: what's next what's the next level what's the next level for my music what's the next level for my sound what's the next level for the stuff i want to do what's the next level for the label what's the next level level for me as a touring artist What's the next mm-hmm. level in my life? What's the next level w- where I'm going to live? You know what? You know, yeah. I'm always, these big visions create anxiety, but anxiety is yeah. also a sign of growth, you know? So
0: yeah, that's, mm-hmm.
2: I would just, I, my, well, I would I, just recommend yeah. make goals, which make you shit yourself. Cause you need that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, it's a eloquent way to put that. Um, but you, I thought of it, uh, of something as you were just talking, um, you know, this constant living in the future and always wanting to push harder, be, you know, get to the next level. But how do you balance that with, you know, being present and being okay with the current situation that you're in, you know? Um, well, see,
2: because see, yeah. this is the, yeah, the, this is the trick, the key, because, mm people think, okay, if, if you're on a path of, okay, I've got this now and yeah, that doesn't mean anything and I just want the next thing and the next thing, that is like a, a one way ticket to being miserable for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm really thankful for what I've got in my life and I'm thankful for the people that I work with, I'm thankful for where I'm at musically, I'm, th- I'm thankful for a lot of things and even when things yeah. are hard, um, I keep that at the forefront. But I think you know, there's nothing wrong at all with wanting more. And I think it's a yeah, it's a no, limit, totally. It's a limiting belief to think, oh, you shouldn't want more. You should just you know just settle for what you've got. But there's nothing wrong with being happy with what you've got. Or
1: mm-hmm. you can
2: be that you can be dissatisfied and want more, but still be happy in the process of what's going on around you. Yeah. That's the yeah, key. I think
0: it's just a yeah, it's just a it's just a delicate balance for sure because it's very easy to be one or the other, but it's that fine line of always wanting to push further, but not, but being. I guess the key there is just gratitude. Um, it's you know above what? everything else. You'll
2: know you'll know in yourself because I you know I'm definitely uh, sometimes I'm not great at this, but I I can tell by how I'm feeling inside, I and mean, when I'm feeling off. Or feeling like, Mm. you know, relationships which are close to me and everyone's just pissing me off or fucking, (laughs) I'm just like, I want to seclude myself or be by myself more or just, I'm feeling, Mm. I'm not feeling great. It's that, it's times like that where you need to check yourself and realize, you know, you're actually kind of sabotaging or abandoning what is around you and what you'd had, you know, what you'd wanted before now, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just tuning yeah. in with those uh, feelings
2: when they come up because they will come mm-hmm. up and there will be times where you do neglect things and you do fucking well, you go off the radar a bit or whatever, but it's, it's, it's realizing what's happening and just course correcting along the way. Whereas maybe before yeah. like, you wouldn't have course corrected, you would have just went fuck it and charged on to the next thing without caring <laughs> about anything else around.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, y- now you mentioned earlier, um, you had done ayahuasca. I mean, I know what you've done, but, um, for people that have not ever done it, um, what was the last experience that you had? What was that like? Like, what did you take away? Cause I mean, I think most people know that it's a very, you know, spiritual and intense thing, yeah. but, um, I'm, I'm curious what the last thing that you took away from it was and are you still carrying that with you that lesson?
2: Yeah, well, I I, I um, went off and did ayahuasca whenever I was having that time away to myself. I spent a good year watching videos about it. It just really, sorry, yeah, I spent a good year um, watching videos about it. It just sort of really hit home Um, started really mm. studying like psychedelics and stuff. And I was going through a tough time, you know, I've been through a lot of well, pretty traumatic things, you know within my own Mm. life which were affecting me and i was carrying a lot of weight and um ayahuasca was just like it was the most intense scary um challenging experience in probably in my life Mm. it was it was was Mm. mind-bendingly scary but Mm. it's, it's it's very hard to explain it's like You go. You you set an intention to what you want to hopefully get out of doing an ayahuasca ceremony, which usually lasts anything between four and six hours, and mm-hmm. this psychedelic medicine it basically presents certain things to you which maybe are locked away, you know, in your subconscious or you know, traumatic things which might have happened or things you mightn't have faced. Um, I was going through a It was hard i'd been through a very tough breakup and i couldn't Mm. seem to shake it i didn't know if i wanted to go back to music at the time and i won't go Mm. into the full details of what happened but yeah 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 you don't need to but within the ceremony like it totally unlocked all these trapped emotions like i was just like my first ceremony i took two doses of this stuff and apparently you're not meant to Mm. if you lie down it's like way stronger and they told me that the next day so Mm. i did it lying on my back. And it was like a complete it was like a death experience and it was like i saw the things right in front of me which i would have seen it felt like if you were on your deathbed Mm -hmm. and i was getting certain feelings which had unlocked it was just like feelings which i remembered from like years ago like real intense happy feelings which were like flooding through my body but also sad feelings Mm -hmm. and it was like lying and i was basically lying curled up in a ball with just like tears just streaming out of my face for this was for about two or three hours it was just it was mental but anyway mm. the point it is after the ceremony it was like it basically unlocked a lot of the things which were trapped and it's different for everyone else yeah. there's a lot of people there who had lots of like um positive experiences of that night saw lots of beautiful things and blah 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 but it was what I needed to go through. It was a death experience and I'm not afraid to die. If I had to die tomorrow, I'm not scared of death at all. Like not even one bit. Obviously I don't want to die because I don't want to leave behind, you know, people that are important to me and I want to stay here for a bit longer at least, but I'm not scared of death at all from that. Um, Yeah, me
0: neither. Actually It's, it's, that's a, that's an interesting thing to try and explain to people. Um, Like obviously, yeah, I I don't want to die and there's a lot of things I'd like to achieve before I die but I don't, I don't fear death and um, if we go on a slight um, religious, I guess, tangent, uh, I find it interesting, you know, a lot of these um, organized religions, they they always talk about the afterlife and stuff like that and they're, uh, they play on people's fear of the unknown and that sort of I, I we someone I cannot remember where I read it, but someone literally was the most perfect description of like what we think death is, which is basically being consciously aware of, but being trapped in like a tiny black box and not being able to move for the rest of eternity. Yeah, and it's like I mean that's probably not what happens, but like this sort of fear of of, of that type of situation, um, or there even it's like well how you know you can't really get too caught up in that because it's like, what if there is nothing? What if, what if it is just the end and there's people, people can't seem to fathom the idea of not existing. It's like not. Yeah.
2: Or what, what if it's pace? What if it's finally peaceful?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if it is, yeah. What if, uh, what if it's like eternal enlightenment or something like that? Yeah.
2: I just think, I think you just pass over, and you just leave behind you can't i think your consciousness goes somewhere i don't know where mm-hmm. and yeah. this body which we are in you know i think we're like spiritual beings in a human body rather than the other way around to be honest
0: yeah yeah i would agree and, um but yeah yeah what was it what's that what's that saying we are conscious beings living a human experience i saw i think it might have been dispensa who took that one one more level but i can't remember
2: i know what, what yeah, it was I, I can't remember what he said yet. Yeah, it was like it was a level beyond but it's true yeah but i think i think when tra- like i think shit. whenever you get tapped into things like that you know like ayahuasca or whatever it's not mm-hmm. don't get me wrong let me just say this isn't for everyone it's whether you're pulled towards yeah. these things you know it can, yeah. it can definitely can reframe your your brain and your mind in a positive way. It can it can heal yeah. heal things and um yeah just put you in a good on a good a good vibration on a good path. It's challenging and I did two more, last I did, time three you did it? ceremonies in five days. And the next two wow. yeah the next two it was weird. The next two I felt totally different. The second one I felt like I could i was getting all this information in the future. Um like all like it's just like it was almost like getting like twenty years of therapy in like four hours or something. I could see like a new relationship. I could see me doing my music. I could see like all this stuff. I could hear people who were at the ceremony. They were crying and vomiting or whatever. And I was just sat up. I just felt like obviously it was challenging for me too. But I just felt really strong. I felt like that on yeah. both the second, the second and the third ceremony. So the first one it was a death experience, and the the, the next two mm. was like a teaching information um thing i felt like i was getting a lot of info and i felt really strong while a lot of people were like bawling and crying which i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i just felt yeah i felt like centered or something Mm -hmm. but i came Mm -hmm. away from how long ago was that how long ago was that that was i think that must be five years ago now Mm. yeah and to be honest when i came away from that then i i got i got the lessons which i needed at that time in my life and i've just not gone back to the way i was but i was like i clicked back into the greg that wants to make things happen again yeah and i charged that way through thick and thin to get to where i am again now but I have felt that kind of certain off feelings along the way, you know, sacrifices, which you've had to make maybe how I have been mm-hmm. acting while I've been trying to achieve certain things, maybe neglecting certain relationships, all these other bits and bobs. And you can feel it. You can feel yeah. like an off feeling inside. And I feel I actually mm-hmm. feeling at the stage in my life now where I've used all of those lessons now. And I'm at that point. I've actually, I've felt like this for about a year or so where I'm at that wall now, not in my life, mm-hmm. but the wall in the sense of those inner feelings, which I feel I need to go back. And, I, yeah. and I'm, and we've
0: I, talked about this as well.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm petrified.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go back to do another ceremony or?
2: Yeah. I feel like I need to go. I feel like I need to go away for like, and mm-hmm. um, there's a place in Costa Rica I want to go to. And I think I need, yeah. I think I need to go away for 10 days and, because I'm I'm at a stage in my life now where I can feel it. I have a lot of right on the brink of a lot of things and I'm also on the brink Mm -hmm. of a lot of change and obviously it's exciting too, but I have that weight, that weighty feeling going on inside. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, yeah, I'm pulled towards it again, but it actually makes me feel really, really scared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, there's things which I... uh, What do you think, what
0: is it that you think you're afraid of in this sense?
2: The process of it. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm scared of losing control. What you do, you don't have control. Like you're giving up all control again. And obviously the last four or five years I've clicked into control freak
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: of you know making shit happen um scared of what's going to come up feelings which, which yeah. i've maybe pushed on um yeah just scared of the whole process but i i feel i'm at a stage in my life where now it's kind of the time i needed to get clarity on maybe certain yeah. big movements which i'm going to make over the next couple of years I mean man, mm-hmm. this isn't for everyone, but I'm just one of those yeah, I, no, of course. I'm one of, of those course. people that like when I'm shit scared of something, I'm gonna do it yeah. I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Even if it kills well, I'm even curious. if it kills me, not like if it's not gonna kill yeah. me, but it's gonna feel like
0: yeah. it, I'll do it. Yeah. Um the first time you did it, did you like you you were just saying you know, there might be emotions that you've been pushing away that might come up. The first time, did you feel that way? Did you feel like there was, emo- like, did you did you know that there was emotions that you had basically neglected or did you not know? Because the reason I'm asking is because, like, this time, if you didn't know the first time, but now this time you do know, does it, would would that not make it a little less frightening, perhaps, because you know what the feelings are? You just, you know that you just need to face them, but you actually know what it is that you... Need to face, whereas the first time you may not have actually known what you were up against?
2: Mm, I think there's a bit of a beauty of not actually knowing exactly what you're up against. Mm-hmm. But having seen it all, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm a bit more I'm cautious, but I'm a bit, maybe slightly more scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time, Um, I'm in a different place now. You know, I was in a bit of a broken. I was in. I wasn't in a completely broken place. Like I'd done a lot of work on myself. I got myself back to a decent-ish level in within myself compared to some of the people that Mm -hmm. went there who were like really fucked. Some of them were like in real (laughs) bad places in their lives. Yeah, but it was the main things was trying to deal with the breakup that I'd gone through and to see Mm. if music was still the right thing, the right path for me to go on. And I got the answer to both of those things, you know, it Mm -hmm. it basically unlocked Mm. all the stuff which had been going on, you know, and actually after that happened, after that experience happened, you know, I phoned my ex and I met up with her and I apologized for a lot of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and even though we'd had like a, pretty bad breakup um it was just something that i needed to do
1: yeah
0: that closure
2: yeah it was almost like yeah it was also it was like how to explain it it felt like you know if you were on this is it was this was almost what i feel what the definition of hell would be like right <laughs> you know yeah. if you, you know you know when you're when you're about to die there's going to be some things that are going to flash in front of you. This is how mm-hmm. I described it. It was like a. De- this felt like a death experience, and these were the things which yeah. these were the things which were presented to me in fucking massive color, massive feelings. It was like Jesus. It was beyond painful. Mm-hmm. But Alaska gave me the chance then to then apply it and deal with it, or to do almost like start. Yeah, almost like start
0: your life over uh, and kind of live it yeah with this new perspective like knowing what you need to do now yeah exactly
2: and also be able to um make those movements after you know where say if you Mm -hmm. you know what if you die there's fuck all you can do after that but this was basically felt like the same thing however i'm back on planet earth now and now i can apply this Mm -hmm. yeah you know Yeah, yeah, yeah i can contact the person i can make amends I can change my ways. I can take responsibility for things which maybe I blamed everyone else for. You know, various bits and pieces which we all do. But but you you get—you basically everything gets presented to you, and you get to see yourself for exactly who you are. All the little things, all the Mm -hmm. little bits and pieces. How you are with certain people. How people let you off with lots of things. Yeah, I was making me see how. Good. Some of my best friends were, but I was also seeing how much shit they actually let me off with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they love you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: No, for sure. For sure. I, uh, and that's kind of what you're describing right now is exactly why I want to to do ayahuasca myself. Because I mean, I'm I'm very in tune with myself, but still, I feel like there's like there's certain questions I perhaps I just for whatever reason, just can't seem to find the answer to. Yeah. And like what you're describing is exactly, I feel like what would be the best way to resolve that. Um, I mean, you know, could I guess also go to therapy or whatever, but I mean, I feel like the ayahuasca, that's the sort of, especially cause I've already, I've experienced similar type situations. So I just, I just know that that would probably be the best way. But uh, I feel the same thing kind of comes when you do mushrooms as well. Um, yeah, maybe not. You know, I I still haven't done like a heroic dose or anything like that. But even just like a small one, it just you feel. It just it's crazy the 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 direct impact it has on your emotional well being and how much better you just feel. And it's just like, you're just like, why do I not feel like this all the time? Yeah, small doses do of not- mushrooms
2: are really yeah. good. Like, it unlocks, like, little shitty... It unlocks the shit pathways into, like, good ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, you feel, exactly. You feel clearer, you feel happier. Um, I mean, I've done some higher doses of that as well, just for, yeah. that, for mm-hmm. that purpose. And... Yeah. For me, I feel... I don't know. I think mushrooms is better, smaller doses to get a better mood, better in little bits of insights. And then it, cause it doesn't have that full Mushrooms don't work on you as intensively as say three ayahuasca trips. Well, like it works on your whole, yeah, like, well, <laughs> your whole vibration of your yeah. body, everything it's like, um, but yeah, they're definitely useful. It definitely gives you insights. So that's for sure.
0: Hmm. Hmm, and of course, we're not condoning this, perhaps because you know it's it's not for everybody. Um, well, so listen, I am yeah, condoning. It just,
2: I am, yeah. I'm totally condoning. It. <laughs> I mean, this. <laughs> yeah. No, this stuff is this, <laughs> no, this stuff is complete. It's powerful. It can be transformative. It's, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a massive tool if used in the right way, but yeah, it depends on your character you know you're you're the sort of character that's pulled towards this you're interested in it it resonates with your life you feel like okay that could be beneficial whereas if you say to Mm -hmm. someone who maybe isn't in the best state at the moment thinking oh yeah i think you should go and do that it's going to fix everything and they're not that way inclined it's going to be a horrific
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And It's definitely, it's not a party drug. Well, it's not really a drug, but it's definitely not um, a casual experience, that's for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've, ex- yeah.
2: It's fascinating though, you know, when you look back at the history, you know, these shamans and stuff like this. Plant, oh yeah. This plant medicine has been hailed, like proper deep healing people for years, like healing like drug addicts. Yeah people with massive personality disorders, like so many deep-rooted things which you think couldn't be fixed. And and it it gets to the core of it and, you know, it can miraculously help things, you
0: know? Yeah, and I mean, and... Oh, I forgot I was going (laughs) to say. Yeah, it's weird that it's so frowned upon though, huh? Because it's like, oh, you do that. It's like, well, I mean...
2: Frowned upon, by, it's, frowned it's upon an ancient, by
0: who? Like a lot of a lot of people that don't understand it, they're like, oh, what? Like, you're going to go do what? Like, that sounds odd. like, that's yeah, like, you,
2: you know. Don't talk to people like that but, about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's a prime exactly. example of what I was saying earlier on. Like, I, 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 I mean, there's a couple of people I've sort of told them bits and bobs, but I don't go into full details about it. And they mm-hmm. like, oh, they listen, but I know they're not into it. And then there's certain people I would never talk to about it. And then there's certain people yeah. like, say like yourself, where I would go into the full details
0: of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? Um, yeah. Are you, I'm going to try and do it next year. I have a, a friend of mine, uh, you know her, but she just did it. And um, she said it was crazy. I mean, the, she did a, a kind of whole crazy ceremony with different, different um plant medicines. But um, yeah, she said it was like 650 bucks. And I was like, oh, damn. And it was not that far from me so uh, I'm gonna try and do that um yep. next year sometime beginning of next year
2: it is it more, is it is it near near home
0: yeah sort of it's like um it's probably like three or four hours away uh, north yeah but um like in between here and San Francisco but um yeah I yeah I definitely want to get into that one for sure as
2: long as it, you know it's the it's as long as it's someone who like the shamans or whoever is directing it that you can sort of feel some kind of, yeah. some kind of connection with or some kind of, you know, you know, you need to suss that out first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that you said um about the whole like losing control type thing. My friend who just did it, she she said that perhaps with the ayahuasca specifically, she she feels like maybe because she was she was uncom- too uncomfortable to completely lose, uh, give up all control um, because, for example, she didn't want to like purge or anything like that in front of a bunch of people she didn't know. Yeah. She said that in doing that, she thinks it might have sort of prevented her from really getting the full experience. Um, yeah. And then you can, since you had said that earlier, uh, that made me... Think about that well
2: for example though the, the the purge side of it like the first ceremony which was my death experience i have quite a strong stomach mm-hmm. like i am very rarely sick i have like vomit mm-hmm. but my first ceremony when i took like two doses of this stuff i didn't i wasn't uh-huh. i wasn't sick i felt the nausea oh, really yeah i felt the nauseous feeling it was like up around sort of around my throat but it's like i didn't want to be sick yeah but then I still had the experience, and then the next mm-hmm. the next ceremony I had, I had that nauseous feeling, and I made myself be sick, I sort of mm-hmm. sort of for, yeah. forced it a bit. Um, but I think what they said to me was, um, when you ta- you when you first take a cup of this stuff after like an hour and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. they open the window, not a physical window, they open the gateway to come and take some more if you want to. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you're consciously thinking about it, then you should think, then you should just sort of go there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think maybe, maybe she wasn't like deeply in it as much. Yeah.
0: I think she was just, yeah, she was, um, I think like she said, it was just that sort of being uncomfortable around a bunch of people and, you know, not wanting to, I don't know, maybe that that potential embarrassment that could come from, I, from the purge even though other people are experiencing it you know it's yeah. i can understand why people um wouldn't want to do that around other people um yeah, a, but she said next time yeah definitely
2: strange concept you know you're like you're in a room in a room with like 20 other people um mm, yeah pitch black with a mattress and a bucket each <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, but hear, would hear this for a strange story Um, The place where I did it was in in Holland. It was about an hour from Amsterdam. And my brother, actually, my younger brother, he went and did it before me. I told him I was thinking about Mm. it. He looked it up straight away and he just went bang. He went and did it. He had a similar sort of death experience on his first one. And he said, there's this shaman guy there called Pierre who I'm really going to get on with. And I became really good friends with this guy. Um, But the Mm. funny thing was... I went into the room, which was like a massive rectangular room and I could have picked, I could have picked anywhere to sit. So I went in the room and I sort of walked over to the left and sat right in the middle on the left-hand side, which was a bit weird because it was quite far away and I don't know why I picked there. And the next day the guy, Pierre, came up to me and he said, that's the exact same place your brother sat.
0: Yeah. You've told me the story before and it's. I still find it crazy uh every time you tell it because it's like, what are the what are the chances, but do you think that <clears throat> do you think that there was a reason that you picked
2: that, or do you think it just
0: literally was just
2: yeah, there, there was, I happening? was pulled towards that' like, cause i I it wasn't like okay, I was consciously i i wanted to know where I was gonna sit.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: went in
1: the room
2: first, yeah, <laughs> that, you know, so it wasn't like, oh, yeah. I was just sort of seeing what was going to happen. I wanted to get in that fucking room to get the place where I wanted to sit before anyone else took it. And I know for Mm -hmm. a fact that my brother (laughs) did the exact same thing and he chose that. Are
0: you guys, are you guys like very similar?
2: We do have very similar traits. We're different in ways, but we are, we are definitely similar. Yeah. Mm Hmm.
0: And, and do you think, um, by, by, with that experience, do you think, um, Do you, do you, did it help you guys grow closer, or?
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like me and him were like best friends. Um, mm-hmm. Only up until like a, like a few years ago, I won't go into it now. But just our past,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Our past went in different. He went in a direction which, you know, me and my family just it just it just wasn't the right path to choose in life, and. Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, me and him haven't spoken in three years. But before that, we were like the best of friends. But I made that de- mm-hmm. I made that decision, even though it was a painful one.
0: Yeah. So, do you think that? Do you think that? That's part of the. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> that's part of the um, <clears throat> hesitation of going and doing ayahuasca is because, again, is because, well, I mean, maybe not hesitation, but the fear of what could come up is that sort of reckoning of like, you know, like, yeah, you guys were so close and now you're not anymore. hundred percent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd still have that sort of an underlying sadness about it. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But then the next question is, if you know that, why don't you just try and make amends prior?
2: Because I don't want to make amends. That's the thing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <No>. Fair, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. Fair enough. Yeah, no, Fair I, enough. no, I know. It's sometimes in life you have to make a decision, and that was a decision. Mm. Like I I made this decision for the right reasons, and as much as it's like, yeah, because it was it's, it's a big deal, which I like obviously I can't talk about it on here, but
1: yeah, it's such yeah, a yeah, big, yeah. it's
2: such a big deal that. Mm. And there was a, I don't know certain, as much as we were best friends there was g- quite a few things of massive disrespect which came up towards the end of it and I, and I'd been through this mm. cycle with him in various years or over the years as mm. we were growing up I was but yeah. like, this time it was like wow I'm actually going through this cycle now for the fifth time but it's like 10 times bigger than all the rest and I had to make a decision. Yeah. You know? who knows man you know my mom talks talks to me about these sort of things and she's like you know maybe when you're older or whatever you just don't know who knows what's going to happen but yeah
0: no, for sure life
2: is short too you know so it's it's one of those tricky ones i'm not i'm not sure on i say this that's how how i feel right now is how i feel i mean who knows what will happen further down the line but yes back to the point there's that if I, i'm scared of going to have to face certain things with that certain things with maybe family you know certain things with relationships and you know lots of stuff life stuff you know i want to move mm. i want to move to another country but i'm not sure where i'm going to go there's lots of things there's things inside i know that i'm going to be doing but i don't know where they are what they are or mm, yeah and i know it's and i know it involves um a lot of big big decisions and a lot of big change and i think Mm -hmm. that kind of scares me a bit
0: yeah 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 yeah. i mean and if it doesn't scare you then it's not perhaps it's not important enough right yeah
2: no exactly
0: exactly it's
2: just um i don't know man sometimes i see people who are like we get people who are just like they settle in a certain place there's nothing wrong with that you know they they're they're pretty content where they are they're living in the right place. I don't know. I just like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel
0: the same. I feel that way. I Yeah, myself. You live in an epic place.
2: I get that. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> before, before I left Dublin, um, uh-huh. to come back to England, that kind of sort of, I, I felt that there. Like I felt really at home there, but it's a weird one since mm-hmm. I've moved on. It's weird. Like I know I can't move back. If you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when you move, no, I when get it. You move yeah. on. It's like, so it's, 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 a real strange one and I know, Yeah. I know I don't want to stay in England forever. And I think there's, I think of things like maybe I move to Ibiza, I've thought about moving to LA, I've thought about moving Yeah. somewhere there or maybe Miami or God knows man, I really don't know. And things like that kind of scare me because you think, fuck, there's two sides of it. You go, well, you're only here once. The main thing is I don't ever want to regret anything. I don't want to regret not doing yeah. something, but also. There's the other side of it. You think, Jesus Christ, you could move so many times where you're just sort of, you're always out at sea. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. So totally. Not- you never, you never fully, yeah, anchored down anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That kind of, which is, I mean, yeah, it works, I guess. But at the same time, there's, uh, there's, some, there's something psychologically comforting about having a sort of for sure like home base you know um,
2: do you know what man if i'm honest that's what i'm looking if there's anything in my life that i'm looking for the most right now not looking for but know what i want That is huh. that i want to know what i, I want mm. to no matter where i am in the Wanting
0: to beach california yeah i mean <laughs> i've thought about it
2: i mean who, i'm I, the thing is i'm open to everything i'm open to it I'm yeah not, i'm not going to keep myself limited to certain places or whatever but i know i'll know it when it happens and i know it's not and yeah. i know it's not right now so mm-hmm. but when it does yeah. i want a place where no matter where i am in the world that's where i want to go back to you know i've been around the world god knows how many times you know and it's great yeah but i want to know i want to have that buzz of going back to where i, I want to be the most and i want it to be somewhere yeah near the sea epic weather vibrant there's driven people, cool
0: people. I, I, I think that's what I want. Yeah, that's reasonable, I would say. Um, so, we are closing in on two hours here. <laughs> but, um, <No>. <laughs> I know, right? Like it months feels months months like it's been like 15 months
2: months. <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that's all good. It's good. Uh, that's good. Well,
0: uh, I mean, the last, the other interviews that we done, uh, that we did was, also, I think that long too, um, if not a little longer. But well, was, but also the last yeah, one, up, like there was yeah. a
2: lot of you know career content. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: more yes yeah, industry stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: didn't I didn't think this. Um, I actually didn't think yeah. this one would have gone on for so long. But that's a it's a good thing. It's good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So to kind of wrap it up, we we're, we kind of touched on this at the very beginning, which was um kind of books that have had a lasting impression, and New Earth was one of them. What are like maybe two more? That have had a lasting impression that you um, believe people should read. Two
2: more books. Um, well, the, the other two I got you to buy. Well, these are for artists. The, the yeah. War of Art and Turning Pro. I don't mm. think was, those two those two books really fucking hit home with so many things which he didn't realize, and you thought there was something wrong. He he just yeah. nails it. But anyway, yeah. another book which is amazing is uh napoleon hill think and grow rich oh interesting yeah if you could just sack off there's millions of books out there but if you could go back to just one kind of bible for you know trying to build and create a good life i think that's the one Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. i think that's a good balance napoleon
2: hill um what you call it i've forgotten the name of it (laughs) <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, that one. Um <laughs> Echo and New Earth and then those two creative books if you're into arts and you know well even if you're not into yeah. that, if you're into doing any form of decent work, The War of Art and Turning Pro. Those four. Yeah. I th- and it's a good balance I, I, I as said well the same because thing. the the Think It Grow Rich is like really about you know again visualization making a plan you know a a vision statement for your life you know basically puts everything in place as to what you would need to do to achieve a good life and then you've got the other two which help Mm -hmm. you with creating the art when you're stuck on it and then the Eckhart Tolle book A New Earth is really more sort of more the mindful sort of spiritual side of it you know in the moment yeah which I think that's a good those four
0: books I would say. Yeah. And, uh, I I said this in my very first podcast about turning pro and war of heart is that, yeah, I mean, it is kind of geared towards more creative work, but at the same time, if you're an entrepreneur or are basically just trying to do something interesting, um, as opposed to just completely working for someone else, I mean, it, it just really, yeah, like you said, puts things into perspective and just kind of kicks you in the ass right when you need it and what's amazing is that in the, both of those books you can literally turn to any page and there's something that's relevant to what you are doing right now it's so true like yeah in fact i'm gonna have i have a book i have one of them right here let's see i'm gonna just open a random page um okay right here uh, the highlighted thing that I have is the professional cannot let himself take humiliation personally. Humiliation, like rejection and criticism, is the external reflection of internal resistance. The professional endures adversity. I mean, like that. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little. <laughs> that's literally exactly what we were talking about. Like when you go to these like sort of creative blocks or these slumps of of of, of non productive work. That's you know it just fuck every goddamn time
2: i i think you know in life as say an artist or anything you're doing and this is where meditation not even just meditation but just mindfulness in general uh-huh. Um it's always trying to get yourself to that neutral point so yeah. neutral to the successes neutral to the failures neutral to humiliation neutral to mm. praise but you're still just keeping the wheels turning and doing the tasks. And you know, you're just, you stay neutral, not numb, but just neutral. You know, the more yeah. you can, the yeah. more you can, no, the totally. more you can get tuned into a neutral state and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's the path right there.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh, well, um, Greg, if there, what is, the last little parting message you would like to leave with our listeners. <laughs> I think. Don't be a little bitch.
2: <laughs> yeah. Stay hard. Toughen the fuck up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> try, try, have
2: a cup of cement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um sweet. Well, uh yeah thanks for uh sitting down with me and i mean i I was actually trying
2: to think of something to say there yeah go for it i think think i've I've, i think i've burnt myself out i've said absolutely everything so (laughs) um Um, yeah i think the the, uh, the final point would have been the thing i'd say about the neutral and then you're trying to find that neutral space mm -hmm. in your day-to-day you know and try and just be mindful of what's going on and don't let your monkey brain just run the show. You need to run that little fucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> true. Very true. Um, and actually, Greg is one of the people that I uh, plan on having back multiple times uh, throughout the course of this podcast's life because, yeah, we can just go on for hours and hours talking shit but uh yeah i think that's a good that's a good little primer but um all right greg thank you so much yep. and uh have a great rest of your night and uh stop being a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> no thanks
2: for having me i yeah, no, really enjoyed that and i definitely definitely come back and chat some more being fun
0: yeah all
1: right man uh have a great night cheers dude i'll see you soon